Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I guess I'll record the podcast now. I actually, I don't have the book, nothing. Okay, <laughs> did this last week too it's it's just that i forget that we're not just like facetiming having a conversation (laughs) i don't need to prepare when we have a conversation so that's fair that's true i need to prepare whenever we have a conversation just emotionally actually take notes before we have a conversation (laughs) I like to thoroughly prepare myself in all aspects of my life, including conversations with friends. Are you referencing something or are you just being yourself? <laughs> That's just me being annoying. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were like quoting a movie or something or if you were just like. Actually, scratch that. Yes, I was quoting a movie. I'm not going to tell you which one, though. <laughs> And don't look it up or fact check me. All right, let's let's do this thing. Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Baddies. So welcome to this episode. It is what we are calling our Halloween episode, even though it comes out on the 15th of October, which is not even remotely close to Halloween. Well, it's kind of, it's in the same month, but yeah. This is our Halloween episode, which is why we chose a horror book. All right. Well, for the sake of the podcast, how are you? (laughs) Because we've already talked about this a little bit. Not bad. Um, I have a long weekend this weekend, so Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, Not too many readings, but a few assignments that I have to do for class, so exciting weekend for me (laughs) how are you I am okay I also have a long weekend which is awesome I'm dog sitting slash cat sitting for my friend which is super fun um yeah can't complain something about when like another person asks you to take care of their pet I feel so good about myself. Wow, I am responsible. And they see that as well. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't really describe either one of us as responsible, but. (laughs) Again, if future employers are listening, I am responsible. That was a joke. (laughs) Future Katrina is responsible. (laughs) 
workplace me, responsible, professional, timely, problem solving, communicate. <laughs> Should I just read out my resume for everyone? Um, when you apply for like law jobs, you don't actually apply. You just send them the intro to this episode of the podcast. I send them a link to the podcast and I'm like, go to minute three. <laughs> go to this minute of this episode or you just have like a full list of episodes where that really show like your best qualities and you're like this episode at minute this this episode at minute this please stop at minute this don't listen to (laughs) never listen to the first episode I'm opening candy because it's Halloween fair enough are you excited for Halloween? Because I am. I am actually. I think we get a, an assignment given to us on the 29th and it's due on the 1st. So it's right over Halloween, which is very unfortunate. That's so stupid. But game plan I will work all day Friday, all day Saturday. Halloween's on Sunday, right? Yeah. All day Sunday. And by 9 p.m. If I'm not done, really, what more can I do? Do you have any plans for Halloween? Yeah, I think we're going to go to... Okay, so it's called the Raveyard Halloween Dance Party. Um, It's put on by Halifax Pride. And two people from RuPaul's Drag Race are going to be there. Oh, who? Uh, Silky Nutmeg and Ganache. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know those ones? Oh my God, I'm keeping that in. It's just Silky Nutmeg Ganache. It's one person. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that was my bad. Okay, it's one person that will be there. She's very talented. That was funny. (laughs) It was less funny to me just because I didn't know. (laughs) But yeah, so we might go to that. We haven't bought tickets yet, but we were just talking about it. Ooh. You gonna ask me what I'm doing for Halloween? (laughs) No, sorry. What are you doing for Halloween? (laughs) Um, I'm going back to Vancouver for kind of the weekend um I fully thought we were in the same city for a second and I was like why in the world are you flying back to Vancouver for Halloween I mean I would rather go back to Vancouver for Halloween than go back for Christmas because Halloween is my Christmas Halloween is my happy time Halloween should be everyone's happy time because there is so much candy on sale right after and right before really it's the dream yeah also halloween candy just tastes better in my opinion like something about a smaller chocolate bar it just tastes better than the big version am i wrong but there was nothing like when you were trick-or-treating as a kid and you went to the house and they gave you the big chocolate bar instead of the little one and you're like i will come back to this house every year (laughs) 
Evening also, can we talk day. about how you and I went trick or treating? No, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> there are some things we don't share to the public. I veto that topic. <laughs> okay, I won't say how old, but I will say we were definitely Vetoed. too old to be trick or treating. <laughs> Yeah, we can leave that up to people's imaginations. <laughs> okay, new topic. I didn't finish t- talking about what I'm doing for Halloween. I didn't actually say anything. I just started talking about trick-or-treating. Um. <laughs> so that's what you're doing for Halloween, going back to Vancouver and trick-or-treating. If only. No, nothing nearly that cool. Um, on the Friday, I, uh, I'm going to a rave. Martin Garrix is playing at the P&E. Um, yeah. I know, so I'm quite excited for that. Um, and then on the 30th, my friend is having a Halloween party. And on actual Halloween, I'll have to go back to Victoria. But I plan on hanging out with my good friend, Nick. Um, and we're just probably going to get a burrito and have a good time. That's our plan. I like how it's already planned out. The fact that you're going to get a burrito. There's this one burrito place in three North weeks Van. in advance. No, you don't understand. There's this burrito place in North Van that Nick and I used to always go to. And I haven't been there in like years, I would say. And burrito? Huh? Red burrito? Yes. <laughs> it's delicious. Um, I remember you liked that place. I fucking love Red Burrito. And I don't know why, but lately I've just been craving a Red Burrito. Like I've been getting burritos from places in Victoria, but they just don't cut it. I need, I have a deep need for Red Burrito in my soul. Don't we all? <laughs> and Red Burrito was like Nick and I's place. Like it, it's where we would go whenever we hung out. So that's our plan. My Halloween weekend. It sounds like a nice weekend. I'm excited. What do you think you're going to dress up as? I actually don't know. I just, what about you? Uh, I mean, on the on actual Halloween, I probably won't dress up because I'll be traveling for most of the day and also like not really doing anything like for Halloween that's happening before. But uh for the rave that I'm going to um a bunch of my friends are going as characters from Squid Game have you watched that yet no I haven't watched it yet I know I I know I have to everyone keeps saying watch Squid Game but I I honestly I feel like you might not like it that much because it's quite violent and gory um yeah I don't do gore yeah but I think it's worth a watch because it's like very like it's almost like a psychological thriller I guess like it really like you really have to think also it's in Korean so it's kind of hard to but it's cool I, I assume like, you watch it with subtitles yes no actually no. I speak fluent <laughs> Korean <laughs> well you said it so it's hard and I was like do you just watch it in Korean <laughs> no subtitles you're like I mean, guess what's happening. It's a little bit difficult. <laughs> no, it's really, it's a, it's a good TV show. But yeah, a bunch of my friends are going to go as them. But I don't think I have enough time to order one of the masks. 
So I think I'm going to go as a Pokemon. I don't know what Pokemon, but a Pokemon that is easy for me to create last minute, um, which shouldn't be too hard. And then for the Halloween party, um, my friend made it so that there's a theme and the theme is dresses your favorite meme. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'll figure it out. A really easy one would be blue jeans and a yellow sweater. Yeah, I have done. Thank you. Created. I'll wear glasses and I'll just always be angry because I have both of those things. Thank you. I love you for that. I was a little nervous. (laughs) You know, I got a bank of memes in my brain. (laughs) Your hand gesture. When you did that, you were like, you went business. I have a bank of memes. That's when you know I'm serious, when my hand gestures start getting more and more animated. Correct. I wonder, once once we film, I don't know how many episodes, we should, you should go back and count how many times you say the word erect. I usually cut it out because we haven't explained the joke. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel... (laughs) It's so much funnier. Just without context, let me just say the word erect. All right. I guess we'll keep it in uh, from this point on, um, but we will never explain what erect means. It is an inside joke and it is not sexual in any way. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah. What are you drinking? I am drinking Bud Light Apple. Wow. Halloween theme. (laughs) Yeah. I was so upset when I was thinking about what to drink for this episode because I was there's really not like a a Halloween drink. No, like I, I saw have... saw a lot of things on Instagram of like Halloween themed drinks. And they were all US only. Please mm-hmm. <laughs> we are so close. <laughs> Send some over. I know there was like um like autumn Bud Light seltzers that went out in the States and those would have been perfect. I do like the Bud Light seltzers. I didn't know the autumn ones came out in the U.S. They did. Yeah. They had like a pumpkin spice flavor. Other flavors that I forget. There was four flavors. And that's all I know. Soup flavor. Soup flavor. Delicious. Soup flavored Bud Light seltzer. Sounds good. <laughs> You're going to be busy. <laughs> But what kind of soup? <laughs> Broccoli cheddar, obviously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I feel like with Christmas, like eggnog, super easy to make. And it's like a traditional Christmas drink or even Bailey's like, that's like, that's Christmas to me. But like, you never really think of like, what is a Halloween drink? That's true. I don't actually have a solid answer for that. Yeah, I Googled it and most, it would always come up with like cocktail recipes and I don't really want to make a cocktail and have to continue to make cocktails for the episode of the podcast. So I went with apple cider because that's like fall. Apple themed. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the apple cider that I got, it's from a place on the island called Sea Cider delicious I've actually been to the been to the uh cidery is that what they're called 
I don't know. <laughs> the place where they make the cider and it's beautiful. Um, but Wouldn't this one is still called a brewery. No, I think it... they brew the cider. I'm gonna. Right? I don't think brewery is like a beer specific term. I'm pretty I'm sure. sure I'm pretty sure this place though they call it a cidery, but maybe that's just like a play on words. Oh no, a cider mill is also known as a cidery wow we are an educational podcast learn something new every episode i did learn something new i just assumed like brewing was just the term for the making of the drink i didn't know it was i'm happy to know that i was correct and i didn't say something really stupid (laughs) it's always a big fear when we record (laughs) But anyways, this cider that I got is called Witch's Broom. So Halloween themed. What is Halloween themed? Mm-hmm. Do you have a reason for drinking this episode? Mm, I don't know. I feel like I'm settling in to my new house, my new city, new school. I feel like I'm like making friends. So I don't know. Just happy, so maybe that's why. Oh, weird that you're making friends. <laughs> Don't be rude. I'm a delight. <laughs> we have been friends for 20 years, so who am I to talk? Um, oh, also, I am drinking the cider, but also to my right, I have McDonald's iced coffee. Vanilla, caramel, plain? Just regular. Oh, you're a regular kind of gal. I am very basic interesting what does that say about me do you have a <laughs> I don't I don't know I just I've been a I was a strong vanilla person for years um and I switched over to caramel hmm. last summer I don't think I've ever ordered a plain iced coffee from McDonald's hmm. I also used to be a really strong vanilla person but I mean I don't know it tastes just as, it just tastes more like you know, a double double almost. It's good. I need to have one of those. Just treat myself. Mm-hmm. Why are you drinking? Uh, why am I drinking? I don't know. I'm really excited that I'm pet sitting for my friends. I really love the animals. It's Odin, Grimm, and Toast. And they're all very sweet and they're all very snuggly. So it's nice to be able to, because like I live alone in a bachelor apartment with. A gecko but he's not very cuddly so um it's nice to kind of have chaos around me almost um but I did have a very bad interaction with a lady at the dog park or I guess like kind of a couple at the dog park this morning because even though it was an off-leash dog park they took their dog with severe anxiety and then got mad at me when the 10-month-old puppy that I am dog sitting tried to play with their anxious dog. So if you're listening out there, whoever you are, <laughs> I did not appreciate that. <sighs> so that's why I'm drinking today. But other than that, I've been really well. You're really good at I really don't know. I really don't know what to reply. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We'll get we'll get right into it then. Um so we'll get episode. right into it <laughs> after like 40 minutes. <laughs> 
<laughs> just hop right in. <laughs> yeah, this was really quick. Uh, immediately started talking about the book. 100%. Didn't get sidetracked at all. Never. We. The thing is, it's not even like we're intending to have conversation before. We're like, okay, let's talk about the book. And it just happens that we have many topics of conversation that branch off of each other and we end up somewhere very strange but we always end up back to the book which is all that matters matters full circle um so this episode we read the shining by stephen king um this book was mostly my choosing for our halloween episode and basically this book is about a family that goes to stay at a hotel over a winter where they get snowed in um and spooky things happen and that is my overall summary <laughs> of the book and that i feel like that is a very accurate summary <laughs> all right what do you, spoiler free stuff what do you have to say um so, so this is my first horror genre book that i have the memory of ever reading so this was new for me um i was afraid <laughs> i did not know it was possible to be afraid of a book <laughs> but i was afraid i usually i sleep with the book on my nightstand so I can wake up and read it or go to bed and read it. I did not, once I got halfway through this book, I refused to sleep next to the book. So I would put it back in my bookshelf, tucked away, and then I'd wake up and go get it later once there was daylight. Never in the darkness would I read this book. You you should have put it in the freezer like Joey Tribbiani. I fully understand him in that episode now. Um, The worst part is that when you are afraid, you cannot do anything. You have to just keep a reading and make yourself more afraid until it ends and it doesn't end. (laughs) The horror that I felt in this book lasted till the very end of the stupid book. So I was tense the whole time. So if you're into that, would recommend. <laughs> yeah, I actually really enjoyed the book. I also was scared often. Um, I was very surprised that I was scared by a book. Like I wasn't really expecting to feel the way I felt when reading this book. Like, I feel like it was kind of similar to the Da Vinci Code in the way that it reads like a movie. So you can really picture the horrible things. (laughs) Um, And it's like, I feel like when you're watching a scary movie, a lot of the things that make you scared are like the sound effects, the music kind of building in the background, and then like a jump scare. So I was very surprised that a book could have the same effect with just reading words on a piece of paper. It, it was very well written in the sense that 
he made it clear when it was something else, not just someone talking. And it was Stephen King. I, yeah, I was, I think it took me a little while to kind of get into the book, like at least the first. It is a bit of a slow start, I think, just because I have to set everything up. Yeah. And when I was reading the beginning, I was kind of like, uh, maybe this was a, maybe this was a bad choice. Cause I never read the book, even though I did choose it. I just chose it because I'd heard really good things. Um, and yeah, once you're sucked in, like, holy crap, it is so well-written. I was, it was hard to put down, especially when it did get scary. Cause like, I kept on waiting for things to get better. And then like it gets scary, like probably really scary, like halfway through the book. And then it just doesn't, like you said, it just keeps going. Like it just keeps going till the end. <laughs> like That's the thing. There's no lull that I can rest peacefully. So once you get halfway through, just my entire day when I'm not reading it is spent slightly nervous. <laughs> like, I don't know what happens. Also reading this book, because we both live alone right now. So reading this book, and like not that having anyone else around that was difficult because it was just me and my thoughts and I don't I didn't like that at night when I'm like trying to fall asleep and then I hear someone like walk down the hallway I was like no did I remember to lock my door <laughs> I did definitely check if I locked my door way more frequently when I was reading this <laughs> but it ends it does end the book has a final a final page final page (laughs) um and I feel better I'm no longer afraid (laughs) although I'm still not putting the book on my nightstand (laughs) did you end up watching the movie I know I said that you should I didn't I didn't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime so I was like "Mm." yeah I think it's on Crave I don't have Crave the movie is nothing like the book well that was a lie I'm being a bit dramatic it is (laughs) immediately no (laughs) I and the thing that was like kind of upsetting while watching the movie for me was it is recognized as one of the greatest horror movies of all time And I can see that, like, I can understand, because it came out in, like, 1980 or something like that. Um, So it was one of, like, the first really good horror movies of its time. But it just wasn't enough like the book for it to, for me to be happy with it. So it would have been better if it was just, like, based off Mm-hmm. The Shining and been something else rather than being yeah. like, this is the book. Yeah. And apparently um, the director of the movie did not even read Stephen King's screenplay. Yeah, he just, like, he wanted to use the book as a starting point, so he used the characters. Um, so, like, the Danny, Jack, and Wendy. Who are the who's the family that stay in the hotel and then mr haloran um who's one of the cooks at the hotel who goes away to florida for the winter so he uses that as a starting point and it does take place in a hotel 
and there are spooky things that happen, but just so much gets missed. So much of it was like cut out and I don't understand. I don't understand. I feel like if the book itself is scary, very easy to make that translate into a movie. Especially this book. Like it, like you said, like it, it reads as a movie. <laughs> I like that you just said, like you said, but you said that. I know I said it. You said it in the Da Vinci Code, but. <laughs> like you said. Uh. <laughs> like I said, it reads like a movie. Um, and also I understand, like we've talked about, there's the argument of it's hard to make a book into a movie when there's so much detail in the book and you only have like an hour and a half of movie time this one isn't like that it's not that there's that much detail of the horror to get through you just need i think the correct timeline is really what matters in this book also the movie is two hours and 26 minutes there is no excuse there is no excuse (laughs) now I'm curious right you're gonna you're gonna watch it and you're gonna be so angry if you if you had watched the movie before and then started reading this book would you have thought that you were reading the wrong book or would you still know that it was off the same thing I think I would know that it was off the same thing just because of the characters and the hotel is the same it's still the same three character main characters But I think even if I had watched the movie first, I would have thought that the book was better. Because the book has plot. (laughs) The movie, not so much. It's like the movie is just, yeah, a little upsetting for people who read the book first. But I can understand why it would be considered a good movie. Like, I'm not denying that, especially for something that came out in the 80s. Like, it has that, like classic nostalgic kind of feel to it like you know like old comfort movies kind of do except it's a horror movie I feel like that was the wrong comparison you know like an old comfort movie The Shining (laughs) if that was your comfort movie I would be afraid of you a little bit that's fair I mean I will say that like my other thing is like I was way more scared by the book than I was by the movie like there's not even a comparison. Wow. One of my first notes that I wrote down was, is this going to be a spooky sweet life of Zach and Cody? (laughs) Kind of is. Just one child, not two. What version of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody did you watch? Well, they're adventuring around a hotel. They live in a hotel. The parents work there, or their mom does. Checks out. I stand by it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the summary of the book. It's a spooky Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I think Stephen King would be (laughs) insulted. Sorry, Stephen King. I love the book and I hate the movie. Also, Stephen King hates the movie. Like, has been very vocal about how much he hates the movie. Oh, like the Shining movie. Mm -hmm. I I know you're still talking (laughs) about Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. (laughs) Yes, 
Stephen King has been very vocal about how much he hates the sweet oh my, That's really specific. I did not know he was that <laughs> avid of a sweet life of Zach and Cody fan <laughs> to have that strong of opinion on it. Oh, also, just like a thing that I found out, um, I wasn't even like I didn't even look this up. I was just scrolling through TikTok and um, there was a video that was like characters like the most hated characters in movie franchises or I'm also going to count the book for this one because The Shining um a lot of people hate Jack's character who's the dad I would agree and I'm very surprised because it's only 63 percent of Shining fans hate yeah (laughs) I I would I would (laughs) I would like that number to be much higher I have some questions about that. Maybe if they only were allowed to pick one answer. So it's like, do you hate him or do you feel bad for him? I guess. Then like, maybe I would pick the feel bad and then that might skew the results. But you can feel bad for someone and also hate them. Yeah. And that is Jack Torrance. 100%. Do you think you're going to read any more Stephen King books after reading this? Honestly, I think yes. I enjoyed the gentle fear it gave me, but I think I'm going to keep it for just Halloween, like October month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not like a summer vibe. (laughs) Just a light beach read. (laughs) I'm like sweating. They're like, are you hot? I'm like, no, I'm afraid. very stressed yeah there were times when I was reading the book where I would like actually jump and it's like I'm I'm reading this like I'm not like how is this actually scaring me there's a chapter title in the very early stages of this book that's called The Shining (laughs) and I was like oh no it's gonna happen now I'm so nervous to read that chapter I put it off for like two days after two no more (laughs) putting down the book forever actually I would make a slight note there is strong language used in this book true very strong very strong words Mm -hmm. so keep that in mind if you do not enjoy that kind of book maybe this is not for you but um what's your overall review what are your thoughts um, negative five because it did give me chest pain. But <laughs> honestly, maybe I'll say 8.5 to nine because I did not think it was possible for a book to be this scary. Mm-hmm. Then again, I don't have much to compare it to because it's the first horror book I've ever read. So maybe this is just every book. Um, but no, I, I just thought it was so well written. Mm-hmm. Honestly, my rating is pretty much the same. I would say. Well, we agree. I know. Okay, this is the first time. Also, it's our first time reading a horror book. That's not like a children's quote unquote horror book. Um, I was also pleasantly surprised. I think like. <laughs> I do too sometimes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> clearly I do not. 
think if like just for the month of October, like if we were just rating this book for spooky season, it would be a 10 out of 10. But for just like overall, I'd say I'd give it a nine because I was so surprised that I was scared. And like you said, I couldn't read it in the dark. (laughs) If it was nighttime, I did not pick up this book. Fair enough. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Is there anything that you disliked about this book? The fact that it scared me a lot. (laughs) Is that an answer? Um, uh, Honestly... There isn't anything like super that I super strongly disliked about this book. Nothing really stands out. It's just not quite a 10 out of 10. What about you? I had, I had, I have one issue with this book. <laughs> That's why I brought this up. Um, I understand Danny can like see in to other people's thoughts. So I get that that would make you a little bit more articulate on a regular five-year-old right but I feel like at some points in this book he is talking like he could be 12 that's fair and I get he's mature for his age but I just like specifically (laughs) I wrote it down on page 367 all right let me get my book out do you get there yep okay I don't want to give anything away, but basically the paragraph where he's talking about what happened, the way he's talking to his father, just one specific line actually is he says, when I came to, who says that when they're five? No one. I mean, granted this book did take, like this was in the seventies, I believe. 
maybe maybe they just talk in more advanced English than I was used to in the 70s but just something about parts of the book felt like he was not the age of five to the point where I had to go back to the beginning of the book and check if I had missed mm-hmm. or misread how old he was that makes sense yeah I think there was a lot of times where it it was very clear that he was five especially in the beginning of the book yeah um, I do think that like the I mean, also he's like stranded in a hotel in the middle of winter and like he's reading a lot. So maybe that like plays a part in it. But I do see what you mean. Like when I came to is very adult. (laughs) Also, like in in that part of the book, he's very afraid. And Mm -hmm. that's how he's telling his father what happened. Mm -hmm. I do wonder, though, because I kind of noticed through the book, there was like a progression where Danny like noticeably spoke more maturely as the book went on and I wonder if that has to do with the hotel in like if it affected him differently than the other characters this is I'm trying to be very loose and free with my wording so that I don't spoil anything so maybe there's just a deeper level to this book that I did not. I mean, clearly we both don't know. <laughs> as as per usual. Nothing makes sense. I don't know what's happening. But no, great book overall. Great book overall. Yeah. I I mean, I personally didn't notice that, but I when I when you like maybe because it like flowed so nicely I didn't personally notice it but when you pointed out that paragraph and I read it I was like oh yeah that does sound like at least 10. All right shall we get into the spoilers? Yes. All right so if you haven't read the book and you want to stop listening. Or keep listening if you want us to tell you. (laughs) Yeah if you if you want to read the book but you're also scared of what happens. then you can get a little like precursor just like a little emotional preparation for the absolute fuckery of the sweet life of Zach and Cody (laughs) (laughs) all right first red drum oh yeah when did you when did you learn that it was when they specifically told us it was murder (laughs) I was like no really I no I did not get that at all well I'm just really 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 smart um okay I realized in chapter 17 that's when I figured it out what page is chapter 17 I don't know oh my god that's so early (laughs) I am an intellectual I thought it was going to be like a kind of rum that Jack used to drink because Jack is a recovering alcoholic in the book. So I assume that that's what Danny kept on thinking about because he keeps seeing the word red drum. And I was like, what could that possibly mean? So I just assumed it had something to do with alcohol. Mm -hmm. Maybe Jack would do something bad with it. Um, Did not realize it just spells the word murder. (laughs) yeah I I mean I was very like 
I really wanted to figure out what it meant. I was very focused on that. And one time it was like around, like it wasn't anything that I read in the book that made me realize it was murder, but I just looked at the cover of my book and I was like, I wonder if that spells something backwards. Like I just wondered and I was like, oh, it spells murder. (laughs) Figured it out. Yeah, I almost wish that I hadn't figured it out so early on because I feel like if I had found out when I was supposed to it would have been like a really big moment it was a big moment (laughs) it's like then I realized what it was murder I was (gasps) (laughs) and that's when I realized everyone was going to die Mm -hmm. they don't all die but they don't spoiler alert only one of the family members dies um also, I will say, now that we're into like the spoiler bit, um, because I was talking about how I don't appreciate the movie's rendition of the book. Um, and if you haven't watched the movie, this is like a very light spoiler for the movie, but like Jack dies in both the movie and the book. And in my opinion, the way that he dies just really highlights how different the movie is from the book, because in the book, he dies in an explosion burning to death and in the movie he dies freezing to death just you couldn't go more opposite (laughs) now you must watch the movie (laughs) and now I need to know what was like the moment that you knew that you didn't like Jack very early on (laughs) let me see if I can get how early this was do you have a specific moment I honestly think I hated him for most of the book like, as soon as I found out that he had broken Jack, Jack, broken Danny's arm, I was like, you don't do that. Like, you don't just accidentally break a kid's arm. No, that was um, absolutely terrible. Yeah, the, the the book does a good job in making you dislike Jack. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a sad death by the time he dies. It's like a well, if one of you was going to die, I'm very glad it was you. Mm-hmm. He did have a terrible childhood, though, so. It's true. I don't really think that's an excuse. Not an excuse. <laughs> like a slight a reason. explanation. <laughs> yeah. For the way he is, or why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. There's one specific part in the book, I don't know why it is, but they're like, uh, you know why he calls in tony yeah so back up a little bit danny has like an invisible friend that's in his mind and he names him tony and they go meet like a doctor they said of course you two must understand why danny's invisible friend is named tony instead of mike or hal or dutch and they both say yes well i did not pick up on that (laughs) i do not know why his name is tony oh wait i think i actually do know I'm going to do some light Googling before I I figured it out. I'm pretty sure I know. Did you figure it out or did you Google? <laughs> no, no, no. I just Googled um, Danny's full name in The Shining and his middle name is Anthony, which can be shortened to Tony. Oh. So it's like a part of himself. But I don't believe that. I think it's an actual ghost, personally. Interesting. Sometimes you look at me like I'm actually insane. You might be. I am actually I can say that with a good amount of confidence at least in the world of this book 
I think that Tony it, it like isn't a part of Danny. I think maybe Danny named him Tony as like that, but I just I don't see I don't know. I just I had a theory personally of like Tony being the kid that Jack hit with his car on his bike and then haunting technically the family but only Danny can see him mm-hmm. that was my hypothesis I guess maybe that that's how it was intended to be written maybe in a way that's up to the reader I guess also I just want to talk about the characters like the main three characters maybe all all the main characters because there's not a lot of characters in this book um because again this is something that wasn't done very well in the movie but the characters have so much depth and layers and complexity in this book where like even Jack who we've said that we hate you do see like he has a really bad past and like technically his actions in the book aren't his fault because he's literally getting possessed um (laughs) yeah his his actions in the beginning he was responsible for yes later on he is possessed Mm -hmm. but uh especially wendy i think i really liked her character in the book because i think she was a really complex character because you know she didn't necessarily want to still be married to jack because of his actions toward danny but you know especially in the time that the book was written and like takes place you don't really do that like divorce wasn't really a a big thing yet like i feel like divorce is so common nowadays but back then it was like a big deal if you got divorced so i liked that her character was like really trying to make things work but she was never like naive about anything like she really stood her ground with a lot of the like issues that they were having like she was actually quite brave she is not portrayed that way in the movie but whatever got a lot of issues with the movie but this is not a movie podcast this is a book podcast (laughs) so I'm gonna stay on topic um but like I really liked her character in that in that sense where everything that she did she was just like a really good mom to Danny and like obviously hindsight is 2020 where like you know if they had gotten divorced they would not be in that scenario where they're stuck in a haunted hotel but I liked the the layers between both Jack and Wendy I think I liked Wendy farther on in the book Mm -hmm. I feel like she didn't stand her ground as much in the earlier stages Mm -hmm. and I felt like that was just unfair for Danny at that point but once you get more into the book she she does stand up to Jack a lot and then she she really fights for Danny so Mm -hmm. she grew on me yeah same like you can see growth yeah it's good it's good character progression for her yeah and then Jack has like the exact opposite like they're literally moving in opposite directions which I found was really interesting and then Danny's just kind of there seeing demons (laughs) I like that you can feel Jack slowly losing his mind when you read the book like it comes across 
sorry, it comes across so clearly that it, it's not like an immediate snap. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't go insane randomly, but he just slowly loses his mind. And you can see it in the way it's written where you're like, oh no, oh no, he's right. losing. It's yeah, I really, and like, you can see the progression with Jack's character where like, he really does like when Wendy is being like quote unquote kind of naive, Jack is actually trying and you can see that in his character. He like quits drinking. He does want to do better. Everything he does is for Danny. He's maybe not that great to Wendy. I will say that. Like, I don't think he was ever that great to Wendy in the book, but he did love Danny and he wanted the marriage to like, they both wanted the marriage to work for their child which I think is super relatable. And I liked that they both had that starting point for their characters to grow. Again, in complete opposite ways. Completely different directions, but yeah. Yeah, like Wendy turns into a badass, Jack turns insane and possessed. Um, I also really liked, um, so as we have mentioned, Jack goes insane. (laughs) Full crazy. Tries to kill his own family. Um, I like that they had brought up how Jack's father previously had abused his mother and he'd seen it and he'd witnessed it. And that exact scene is how he's now treating and trying to attack his own family. I thought that was so dark, mm-hmm. very twisted. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that, um, uh, you get like good backstory for both Jack and Wendy. Like you understand another reason why Wendy might not have wanted to divorce Jack is she would have probably had to go back to living with her parents or her mom specifically. And she really just did not want to do that. So that like adds another layer, like considering that this book mainly consists of three characters. Like it's incredible how you don't really get bored of any of their like characters, characteristics, I should say. I also love Haloran, but obviously (laughs) I think I wrote down um, a note. I think Haloran is like probably the most relatable character in the book. At least for me, he is because he's just like, the comedic relief of the book. I was gonna say out of the four characters in this book, I really hope you relate to him the most. (laughs) Actually, I relate to Jack. I am slowly going insane. Descend into madness. But I think one of the, I wrote it down because it, it was just, this is the end of the book. So we're like kind of jumping around, but I just, since we're talking about characters, I wrote down, I love how Mr. Haloran has like kind of inappropriate thoughts for like whatever is happening in front of him. Like when the overlook gets blown up and he gets like thrown from the building and he's like flying and then his internal monologue goes, is this what Superman feels like? Like incredible. I for so Mr. Lauren comes back from Florida to save Danny mm-hmm. and his mom um, through the shining. Through the shining. Um, and 
when they got out of the building and they, he was going to get the blankets from the shed. Oh my goodness. I fully thought he was going to kill Danny and Wendy. I thought this was going to be the end. I thought so too. Like I was stressing. Also, I like, I appreciate Haloran's character because of like how helpful he was to Danny, like even before shit got really messed up. Just like the fact that they had their talk of just like, this is what, like, this is your gift. This is what you're experiencing. Like, and they bonded and it was really cute. He was like a little honorary uncle to Danny. I do wonder, this is completely off Lauren now. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Ullman. Mm. what what was his deal like I don't understand Jack basically calls him out at one point saying that there's terrible history in the hotel Mm -hmm. that he had to find out on his own and was never told and Ullman freaks out so is he part of the hotel I never really thought of that I didn't um I just thought Ullman was like dumb and annoying I didn't think I just I just didn't see a reason for him to be that mad like I understand that what Jack did was not great Uh I would be annoyed too but the extent that he got mad I thought was just strange my the thing is is like I wonder if Ullman had like heard that before you know what I mean like maybe the previous caretaker had also found the scrapbook called him called him out and maybe he was just like frustrated because I just but like I could see him being a part of the hotel but I just don't think the hotel would let him leave what if he was like fully owned by the hotel I guess you have to be in the hotel because that's why like I don't know if the I don't know how obviously I don't know the science behind possession but (laughs) if anyone knows let us know (laughs) I don't like the way I pictured Ullman is just like if he you know he played a big role in the hotel and I'm sure he experiences like every single day people being like I saw a ghost I saw this like even when the hotel is running and then with the dark history he probably wants that like shut down I don't know. That's how I pictured it. Fair. So he's he's not like an evil person. I think he's just one of those people that takes his job way too seriously. Fair. That answers my question. But I mean, I again, I don't know the science of possession, so I do not know the answer. <laughs> also, I I did want to talk about like the history of the hotel because I agree One of the few times I agree with Jack in this book is that he should have been told a little bit more detail about the history of the hotel because it's it's pretty dark and shady. Jack probably still shouldn't have reacted the way that he did, but. I mean, the the thing for me is like, obviously, Jack has anger issues. That's why he got mad. But it made absolutely no difference because they were so desperate for Jack to get a job. They could have told him anything and he would have still said yes. So Mm -hmm. I I didn't see 
even like a slightly rational reason to be mad. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing that like there's really no point to keeping those things a secret, even like keeping the fact that the hotel is like technically haunted as a secret because that could be an an incentive for certain people to want the job some people would love to work at a haunted hotel you know they'd bring all their like ghost hunting equipment and they'd have a they'd make a you know a winter of it but it was weird that it was kept so secret um what was like the first moment that you realized like oh I fucked up when reading this book when you were like oh I'm actually scared right now Hmm. do you have a moment that comes to mind I think it's like literally the first technically scary moment that isn't supposed to be that scary but I was legitimately scared by it it was when Danny was getting chased by that hose and -hmm. it ended up being nothing and I was like ah that wasn't really supposed to be that scary and I am genuinely frightened right now so and it's like it was probably not even halfway through the book and I was like great I have played myself you played me too um the moment that comes to mind I'm sure there was one earlier than this but when Jack first is I guess possessed and thinks about murdering Danny and Wendy he's like standing over his bed and just like shakes out of it mm-hmm. that was the moment where I was like oh no everything is going to go wrong you would think we would have been emotionally prepared considering we were reading a horror novel from one of the if not the most successful horror authors of all time um <laughs> it is also a number one bestseller book um, and it was good enough that someone wanted to make a movie out of it. So I don't know why we thought we wouldn't be scared, but <laughs> I'm not stronger than Stephen King. <laughs> I also thought I just wrote, like, had this note. I think it's kind of fun reading a book from the perspective of someone you don't like. Like I did enjoy in a weird way. I was like, this is kind of cool. And especially cycling between his perspective, Wendy's perspective, and Danny's perspective, you really see just all the layers of what's really going on. Yeah, I, I really like the cycling of perspectives to understand. Like, I feel like that was the best way to show Jack's descent into madness mm-hmm. is realizing that everyone else wasn't going where he was going. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I also love, and again, this just shows the descent into madness I really liked how throughout the book Jack craves alcohol more and more and gains more of his like alcoholistic tics that he has like rubbing his mouth or taking those excedrin I think is what they're called um I really liked that that slowly builded instead of it just being like one moment where he has a drink you know like it was a slow you could see it spiraling yeah you could feel it coming at that point you're like I know you're gonna do it (laughs) if you were in Haloran's shoes like a hundred percent like you had the shining your whole life so you know that it's true and you worked at the overlook 
would you go back for Danny? I want to say yes, but I don't know if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't tell. <laughs> would I go back for a kid that I just met? I don't, I don't know. I want to think that I would is my answer. Just because I feel like he understands how afraid Danny is and like Mm -hmm. the realness of the situation. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's the equivalent of like, not the equivalent, but like a metaphor for like, would you, you know, save a kid from like an abusive household or something like that? I think that like, I think I would. I know that there's like a lot of obstacles that Haloran faces. I can say with confidence that I would definitely try, but I feel like I would give up <laughs> quicker than Haloran did. You yeah, know? he really fought to get there. Because he went through a lot to get there. I just I mean, like, I don't know if, if I met a five-year-old kid for 10 minutes, would I fly across the country to save him? See, that's what I think I would do. However, driving along the side of a mountain in the middle of winter, not able to see where I'm going, I'm not that, I'm not that confident in my driving skills. Also, when he doesn't, he's not, I guess he is sure that something is happening. Mm -hmm. He knows that sometimes you can see things that don't come true. That's true. I think that's more Danny, though. Like, Danny's the one who has, like, visions of things in the future that sometimes don't come true. Haloran was just, like, saying that the things in the hotel can't hurt him. Mm. I don't know. This is a very hypothetical question. (laughs) This is a very hypothetical question. Yeah. I don't know. Solid, maybe. I want to say yes. I genuinely don't know if I would. Uh, I can confidently say that, yes, I would try. Like, I would definitely start the process, but I just don't know how far I would continue. But then again, I guess you reach a point where you're kind of at a point of no return. Like, if I flew across the country for a kid and things were technically lining up, like, like, well, I'm, I'm here, I'm in the middle of a snowstorm, might as well keep going. Yeah, I think, I think the hardest part for me it to imagine is so like obviously now I would just call someone who's in the area be like go (laughs) but there wasn't anyone in the area that's like the yeah that he or no one that believed him he said Mm -hmm. check on the kid I think I I feel like honestly I I'd probably call the police I'd call my parents I'd call everyone I knew that was in the other area Mm -hmm. faster than I would get on a plane and be like yes I can be there in 20 hours Mm -hmm. yeah I guess it is a different time so it's so much harder to imagine yourself in those shoes yeah like here first of all that child would have an iphone (laughs) (laughs) He'd be sending Snapchats left, right, and center, being like, hello, come help me. Instagram live. (laughs) 100%. It's so difficult to, like, picture. 
Yeah, because that's my initial thought whenever things go wrong. I'm like, why don't you text someone, call someone, anything like that? It just doesn't occur to me that that's not a viable option. Mm -hmm. Oh, found another sticky note. When, at this point, this is like deep in the book, like page 545, that area. Um, when... Jack is passed out in the boiler room and Wendy and Danny are hiding from him. They're afraid. Wasn't that the like pantry or something? No, no, no. This is when he, he was like knocked, knocked himself out because he passed oh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at, at this point, Wendy knew that Jack was not Jack. The hotel made him do this. So he was passed out she is now afraid of him because doesn't know what he's capable of. She goes and makes soup, then goes to find Jack. Hashtag soup season. Soup season. <laughs> Calls out to him to look for him. Hears him like stirring. And then that's when she gets attacked by Jack. And I was very confused because they were locked in their bedroom. So afraid of Jack at this point. And she was like, oh, look, there's Jack. Let me go hang out. What? Why are you surprised that he tried to attack you at that point? That was a very strange thing for me. Yeah, I think Wendy's like main issue is that she really cares about Jack. Like, I think, I mean, obviously she does. She fucking married the guy. Um, But like, I think that is like her conflicting interest throughout the book is she like loves Jack and wants to help him but at the same time is trying to protect Danny from Jack. Well, like if I was clutching a knife in protection of another person, I would not then, while I'm trying to feed my kid soup, go and hang out next to him and be like, oh, are you all right? You want my help? No, 100%. I agree. I would that also threw not. me that. off. I was like, why are you doing this? You know, that was a moment where I was like, literally just go make soup. <laughs> Give Danny the soup. He's had a hard day. Danny in this book is having a hard time. This is a lot for a five-year-old to go through. This is, <laughs> I think this is why I had the issue with him being five. It's just, I can't imagine a five-year-old going through this. I will say too, like, uh, it is a like common, like n- commonly known thing that Animals and young children are the ones who, like, quote unquote, see the most spirits. We're, like, whether or not you believe in this, it is like the the main theory is that children are way more susceptible to seeing spirits. Um, so I could kind of see that, but I think like the pivotal moments where I was like, ooh now this is a bit much is when the lady in the bathtub like actually strangled him that was frightening yeah it's fine when it was in his imagination because you're like nothing's going to hurt him as Mm -hmm. soon as it becomes like a physical problem terrifying yeah yeah that whole thing was that whole scene where he saw her and he she started like coming after him that was I didn't like that 
And then like the chapter, that chapter like shook me because at the end of the chapter, it was, it just said something along the lines of, and then her hands closed around his neck. And that was the end of the chapter. And I was like, oh, okay. Gotta keep reading because now I am extremely stressed and sweaty. <laughs> that's a common theme of this book. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a high stress book. <laughs> Any other final thoughts there? Mm. Wait, actually I do. Okay. <laughs> oh, actually, I do as well. But you okay, go you first. Go first. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a kiss. <laughs> Just kidding. Take that out. So actually, who's going first? We did not decide. <laughs> oh, you just asked me to kiss you. Sorry, you can go if you want to. Okay. There was a moment in the book, again, like when we're talking about things that I do not understand. Um, and I just did not appreciate. Actually, I should have this like open before I okay I can go for mine then okay um you know the uh I think it's pronounced rogue yes that sounds right to me okay um the mallet I believe they are made out of wood mm-hmm. probably so Jack swinging this around hitting everything, including walls, and this wooden mallet does not break, seems he busts through a door with a wooden mallet, and it doesn't break until he hits himself in the face. Something is not correct. (laughs) I had that thought at length, midway through his complete meltdown. I want to Google it. I wonder what a roke mallet is made of. Yep. It's a type of hammer with a larger than usual head made of wood, rubber, or similar non-iron material. So then if, it, if, it's, if this takes place in the 70s, I'm assuming it would be wood. I don't know. Because I don't think I could break down a wooden door with a wooden mallet while also beating everyone to death and hitting the walls. I feel like that's a bit much for one mallet to do. And that, that is just, those are my thoughts. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna roast you, but then you quickly said that you think uh, it's a bit much for one mallet to do, but I was gonna say, I, I can boldly assume that Jack is stronger than you. <laughs> so what a bold assumption. So there's this moment in the book where Wendy is coming forward to Jack and being like, I am worried. I would like to get out of this hotel. And he's like kind of trying to like get out of it a little bit. But then he like is also trying to say that he's going to do things to kind of appease her. And they have sex. And in my opinion, this just is not the time. Like, this is one of the moments where I'm like, Wendy, get your priorities together. You were just two seconds ago talking about how terrified you are about this hotel and about what it's doing to Danny and about what it's doing to to Jack. And then Jack, like, grabs your boob and you're like, okay, this is fine. I also, I I remember reading that part and I don't know if I missed something but I thought they were in the same room as Danny I think they were too didn't like that 
uh, it's just overall like a very uncomfortable part of the book to read I remember yeah, that, just that really was a big like <sighs> Wendy <laughs> there is a time and a place first of all not when you're scared for your life second of all not in front of your child while he's in the same room especially if you think that your child can read minds uncomfy I will say I appreciate that it didn't get into like graphic detail it was just kind of alluding to the fact that they had sex because I think if it had been like a a true spicy scene I don't know if I would have been okay I would have been like this is the most uncomfortable thing in the world yeah, I don't know if I would have liked it. Do you have anything to say? I muted myself because I'm eating Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like, want to just have some light ASMR of me chewing. I think I'm good. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. Yeah, I mean, pleasantly surprised and terrified by this book. I think we both kind of agree on the rating. It's a good book. I think we might have found a new genre that we enjoy reading too so mm, crazy shit I actually do want to read more of Stephen King's books especially because like I've heard of so many that are really good like Carrie it those are the two I know off the top of my head but <laughs> I thought you were really slowly saying title carry it <laughs> it's like why did you hesitate so long it's a good thing those movie titles are very popular i figured it <laughs> carrie what's he carrying <laughs> that is kind of an ominous ominous title carry it carry what? what is it i guess the title it also has that that's true what is it carry not so much also it's someone's name all right so next week or not next week, next episode, Katrina has chosen a book for us since I got to choose this episode's book. So take it away. Um, this is a very different feel of a book than The Shining. Good. I don't think I could read back-to-back -back horror. <laughs> so I need something light and happy right now. Um, so the book I chose is called Love is a Mixtape. Life and Loss, One Song at a Time. Um, if you know why I chose this book, you know. <laughs> Maybe I'll tell you in the next episode. <laughs> um, I, I also actually haven't read this book, so I'm not really sure what it is about, but I'm assuming the title is fairly accurate in describing what the book is about. Oh, and it's by Rob Sheffield. Is there a back of the book? Does it say anything? Okay. Um, it, it basically says using, I don't know why I said basically says, I'm going to read it directly. <laughs> <laughs> it says using the listings of 15 of his favorite mixtapes, Rob shows that the power of music to build a bridge between people is stronger than death. You'll read these words, perhaps surprisingly, with joy in your heart and a song in your head. The one that comes to mind when you think of the love of your life. Oh. So. This book is going to make me cry. It is a New York Times bestseller. Well, um, I guess while we wrap it up, if you want to follow us on social media, we have an Instagram and a Twitter, which is at bookbevies. B 
B-O-O-K-B-E-V-V-I-E-S. And if you have any longer inquiries, we have a Gmail, which is at bookbevies, not at, just bookbevies at gmail.com. Scratch the at in the beginning. That's all I got. And I have nothing to add. (laughs) We did it. Our first horror Halloween episode. Air high five. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.